Welcome to the world of Rex. This is Marvel Rex. We are here for 2023. Oof, I'm still getting used to it. January 9th to January 15th, 2023. What are the weekly vibes ahead? What can we expect as human beings on this circling rock, this rock that circles the sun that is also followed there's a, a rock that circles it, the moon. You can tell I'm already in a weird space. Here we go. This is going to be a fun one. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Before we dive into the weekly energies, I just want to say that you can find a link in the show notes that has very important information on how to connect with me. Getting a reading is great at the top of the year, January, February, even March. As I've been saying in previous podcasts, the year really energetically gets a lot of fuel in March. So you have until March to really understand, okay, working with an astrologer, working with me, working with another kind of healer or um, guide to understand, you know, what is archetypally coming up for you right now? What is the planetary magic for you this year in 2023? I think it's really wonderful to have a good start to it before the energy really kicks off in a brand new way. I just want to emphasize and and re-listen to my 2023 year ahead, which is a couple episodes back. And it says 2023 year ahead special. It's a bonus episode. Listen to that. And I just want to emphasize that the energy is really different starting in March. And it is energy that we have not experienced in our lifetime yet. So that is an important point. And getting a reading really can set you up for a brand new cycle. And essentially, actually, a 20-year brand new cycle because Pluto is moving signs. So it's like, what does that mean for you? You know what? You can find out by talking to an astrologer. <laughs> I can do that for you. Okay, so the link is in the show notes. Please check out that link. Rating and reviewing and subscribing to the podcast really helps the algorithms and it helps support me as a creator. So I just want to emphasize that all of those things are super helpful to me. I appreciate them and I love each and every one of you, regardless if you do that, but even more if you do it. Not that my love is conditional. It is unconditional. Okay. January 9th to January 15th. What are we doing? This week, I just want to say overall macro picture is very much a Venusian week. It is a week of Venus. Venus is making big moves in the sky. When it is a Venus week or one that seems to be more activated in, by one planet, we want to look at that planet. What is Venus? Venus rules a couple things archetypally. So she's Aphrodite as well. Yeah, right. The Greeks. Venus, Aphrodite. She is the goddess, goddess of love. She is really here to experience pleasure, deep pleasure. And what is what allows for pleasure? Well, resources. So money comes up for sure on a Venus week. Relationships factor hugely this week, January 9th to January 15th. Relationships are huge. So money, relationships, and then sensual pleasures, any kind of pleasure, really. These are going to be the big themes. Now, it's more dynamic than just, ooh, good things are happening this week because Venus is the main show. She's the main showstopper. You know, it's awesome. It's good for arts. It's good for creativity. There's a lot of creative energy available this week. And also, when Venus is really active, especially she's got a few interesting aspects, some of which are, you know, really workable and others that will be challenging, I think. It basically means that, like, the foundations of your relationship to relationships, art, creativity, and money will come up this week to be reassessed. Venus is doing some work in Aquarius. And what is she What is she in Aquarius? Because every time she moves into a different sign, the goddess of love takes on the modifier of that sign, takes on the qualities of that sign. Aquarius is a mad scientist, you know, freaky, 
weirdo black sheep kind of uh, an energy. It is an energy for the future. It likes to see around the corner. It is often bringing messages from the future to the present collective. So Aquarians are, you know, cons- you know, I think of the guy from Back to the Future when I think of Aquarius, just like we went to the future and now we're back. Uh, that is Aquarius. And Venus in Aquarius, I I actually, you know, I'm going to come out of the, the proverbial astrological closet here. I have Venus in Aquarius. I have a very, I have a very strong Venus in Aquarius. In fact, she's super activated. I, so I can speak from experience here. Venus in Aquarius wants to be everybody's friend, wants to aim for the future, is very interested in you know, creating equal opportunity is really interested in infrastructure that equalizes people or helps them feel like they have the same ability to succeed as others. It is more egalitarian. It is more focused on how can we all get along. Venus really wants people to get along and socialize with Venus and Aquarius. So, you know, one of my favorite things as a human being, and this is very much my Venus and Aquarius, one of my favorite things as a human being is when my friends, when I introduce my friends to other friends that they haven't met before. It really brings me so much joy to watch friends that are from different circles meet each other and get along. I, I, it's one of my, it's like a kink almost. Like I love watching people meet each other and have like brand new, you know, uh, biochemical uh, things happen because they're meeting, right? Biochemical reactions happening. Brand new you know, we, every relationship is a third being. So watching friends collide and create new beings, third beings of different relationships, even outside of me, that's kind of the kink of Aquarius, Venus and Aquarius. Venus and Aquarius loves to know that there is just friendship existing. That's kind of the kink. It's kind of, it's actually detached. There's a detached, I I know this so well, the love language can be detached where it's like, oh good, you're getting along. I don't need to even be a part of it. Like, I, and even witnessing it is cool, but like, I don't have to witness it. I'm just glad to know that you're friends. So there's a heavy emphasis on friendship this week with Venus and Aquarius. There's a heavy emphasis on connecting and the love language, the love quality is a little bit detached. It's a little bit more friend zone. Now I will say something about romantic partnerships because Venus certainly rules romantic partnerships. The test this week is, are you friends with your partner? And can you cultivate deeper friendship with your partner or significant others, right? The people that are really important to you, are you friends with them? Like, you know, sometimes we're locked in karmic battles with other people and we don't really remember, oh, why was I in this relationship in the first place? Like, how do we connect on a friend level, on a platonic level? So there's a huge emphasis on platonic relationships and cultivating those. So that's the overall macro view, just to keep things in mind there. Uh, I would also recommend creative projects that do involve groups of people because Aquarius is groups. So if you're working on a creative project, which would be Venus being creative, then the group aspect is certainly the Venus and Aquarius. That's her signature. It's like, let's get people involved and do this as a team, right? So that's wonderful to do. And then, you know, in regards to finances, this is like, okay, your relationship to money, are you also creating sustainable uh income for so that you can give back to the community there is a question about giving back to the community how do i support my neighborhood how do i support my the communities that i'm invested in you know that can be literally financial or just like am i working to make a better world that's a great question for venus and aquarius am i working to make a better world this week there is definitely a specific focus on intimate relationships so i'll just 
put that little pin there that this is very much like one-on-one dynamics this week. And also there is a slight, a slightly less emphasized, but still important, you know, touch. She's, she's touching upon the universal aspect of, are you giving back to the collective as well? So it's both. There's intimate stuff happening in interpersonal relationships, and there is also, you know, the larger social structure outside of you. All right. Um, Mercury is definitely retrograde. I'm totally stepping over my words, but I'm doing my best and I'm glad you're here listening. Okay. Mars is direct as of January 12th. So that is Thursday, big day. I'm actually hosting a comedy show in Los Angeles. So if you are in Los Angeles, January 12th, I am at the Zephyr Theater with a bunch of trans masculine comics. We're doing our first stand-up night where it's just trans masculine people. I'm so stoked. It's going to be amazing. It is going to be filmed, but I don't know what's going to happen with that footage because Mars is stationing direct. It's going to be spicy. So Mars stations direct in Gemini on Thursday. It's hilarious that we're doing a comedy show because, you know, Mars rules masculine energy. So, right, transmasculine. And then Gemini, often really good comics are Geminis or have strong Gemini signature because what is Gemini? Gemini is words. Gemini is also the like devil and angel on the shoulder, which a lot of comics ride that line of like, is it inappropriate? We'll find out. So, you know, very literal astrology here. When Mars stations, it's very important. I just want to give a tiny lesson here about planets stationing. When a planet stations, it comes basically almost to a full stop. And what that means, you can actually calculate it and watch it. And a lot of astrologers do because we're really geeky. You can watch how slowly, by degree, Mars moves. And he essentially sits at eight degrees of Gemini. This, this is his station point. He stations at eight degrees of Gemini. He stays at that degree for weeks. I mean, we're talking he does not move for a minute. And so what does that mean? Well, if you have sensitive points at eight degrees of Gemini, eight degrees of Sagittarius, eight degrees of Virgo, eight degrees of Pisces, this is big. This is big for you because essentially Mars is making a square to some of your or a opposition or a, con, a, conjun, a conjunction to a very important planet or placement for you. And that's going to, he's going to draw a massive amount of attention to that part of your chart. So even if you don't have a planet or point there, know where, know where your Gemini house is, know where eight degrees is for you. That's going to be important. He's, he's basically sitting there and he's kind of, you know, in Gemini, he's kind of like a toddler playing in a puddle. He's just stamping on the rain in the, you know, he's stamping on the water and the, the mud is splashing everywhere. That's what Mars does when he stations. He makes a big fuss so that we pay attention to that area in our lives. What is Mars and Gemini? As I've said a lot ad nauseum, he is words, spoken words, talking, having, what are your communication skills? What are your communication skills in conflict? This is a really big one. It's been coming up for me massively. And it is about, you know, there's, I was just talking to a client about this yesterday. We were talking about the art of the negotiation, the art of negotiation. Like, thinking about new strategies around how to communicate so that you can find efficiency in your life. So this Mars station on the 12th, I would just as a, you know, as a piece of advice to everybody listening, pay attention to what happens in your life on March 12th. Or sorry, yeah, January 12th. January 12th. Ooh, I want to be in March already. January 12th, Thursday, this Thursday, pay attention to what's happening in your life. What especially to do with communication, especially to do with transportation and digital technology, all of those things, social media, 
Twitter. Oh my gosh, Twitter. <laughs> mark my words. This is predictive astrology here, everybody. Mark my words that there will be news about Twitter this week. Profound news. Profound news. It could be exactly on the 12th, which happens. Sometimes it's happening exactly as the planet is stationing. But regardless, we are going to see major implications for Twitter as Mars stations and then starts to move direct. Okay, big things for Elon Musk. I'm sure that Kanye is going to come back into the news. Trump will obviously be in the news. There's going to be a lot of the Geminis coming back in. This time, Mars is stationing to go direct, which means he's basically cleaning up any of the communication breakdowns at his best. At his best, he is cleaning up all of the communication breakdowns that have happened for you since October. So if in September or October you got into a fight, you've had a long-standing tete-a-tete where you haven't been able to communicate to somebody, someone's been acting weird, when he stations on Thursday, it's the beginning of the end of all the bullshit. (laughs) He basically is saying, cool, so whatever miscommunications you had, we're going to review them all the way until late March, which he then leaves his shadow and is in in, in a clear zone and then basically moves into cancer. He just moves right on into the next sign. And by by his ingress into cancer, we have solved a lot of the communication issues in our life. The way we do this on a conscious level, not just letting the planets push us around, the way we do this on a conscious level now, starting on Thursday all the way till March, is we start to implement new strategies for communication, new strategies for how we transport ourselves throughout the world, new strategies for how we relate to our neighbors and neighborhood and siblings. Ooh, siblings is a big one. I've been talking to a lot of clients having troubles with siblings. New strategies for your siblings, as well as new strategies for your, dig- your relationship to digital technology and social media. So these are all things that can be rolled out and implemented. I would I would argue not this week because during a station, like I said, he sits at eight degrees for a minute. It's not really when Mars is stopped, he's still grumpy. He's like that toddler. He's just making a mess. He starts to really work with us to implement new communication methods. Really like they start to roll out late January, where he starts to move and he's like, all right, okay, I've been a brat in Gemini. I know. I was pissed to be here as well. I literally turned Twitter into a dumpster fire. Like, I'm, you know, I've caused a lot of communication breakdowns. All of the Gemini Risings have been having a shit show of a year already because of me. You know, like, he's going to start moving forward in January and help everybody out. And so my piece of advice, if I was to distill it, is right now, like, what are you need to ask yourself? What are the new ways that you are willing to learn to communicate that are more efficient? It's it's I'm emphasizing the communication bit big time here because Gemini is the the person who's learning how to talk archetypally. If you look at the wheel, the 12 houses and the 12 signs as a human development, Aries is the baby that's crying and yelling. Taurus is the baby that is learning to eat and is asking for food non-verbally. It's like, give me food. That's why Tauruses love to eat. Give me food. I need to eat so that I can survive. Please give me food and resources, right? Taurus, money. Third house is Gemini. Gemini is the toddler that finally learns to say no or yes. We all know that phase with children. They just are like, no, no, no. You know, it's very annoying. And also it is so integral to development for the child to start to use their voice. That is Gemini. So how are you using your voice? And is it efficient? This is so important right now. And it will be 
profoundly emphasize on January 12th. You know, I'm doing stand-up comedy for the first time, so I'm literally using my voice in a brand new way. And like, I'm excited. I'm just going to be really present. But I'm also like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, Mars is stationing. We'll see how it goes. Like, it's going to be, a, <laughs> it's going to be very interesting. May we live in exciting times. Okay. So while, you know, I think we should look and see, boop, 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 there is a beautiful Mars transit, Mars-Venus transit happening this week. So what I will say is that Mars is getting a lot of support this week, even though he's a, a splashy toddler. Even though he's like, okay, I'm stationing, communication issues could flare up on the 12th so that when he stations direct, you start to solve. You can't ignore the problem anymore, essentially. For a lot of people, they won't be able to ignore the problem on January 12th. If, they're, if they have been ignoring it since October, it will flare up around January 12th. Could be a day or two on either side. Oh, even the weekend. Ooh, yeah, the weekend's a little spicy this weekend. By the way, BT dubs. So regardless, there will be some sort of come to Moses moment, come to Jesus moment for the Jews and the Christians here. Come to Moses. I love it. There's going to be some, you know, realization happening and you have to face the music, basically, and start working and implementing new strategies, Gemini. But Venus is helping Mars out. And actually, she is already helping him out profoundly on Monday. So I knew it was like the top of the week. Monday, January 9th, Venus and Mars enter a trine aspect. Trines are 120 degrees. They are the most helpful or easy flowing. I would say help, I would say easy flowing, not helpful. Easy flowing aspects. So when Mars and Venus are in a trine, this is Mars at 8 degrees of Gemini and Venus at 8 degrees of Aquarius. Good things are possible because the engine is turned back on. Venus is like, well Venus is sensing that Mars is getting ready to move. So she's like, I'm here to help you Mars. She's kind of like she's kind of like a mom. If the if Mars is a toddler splashing around in in you know in the mud, Venus comes in on Monday as a mom and she's like, hey, um, you know, you're getting your clothes wet. Can you just like, let's let's find some let's find some new ways to communicate. Like, let's find some new ways to do this. You know, you're you're wet. It's cold outside. Like, maybe we should. Do you really want to splash there for that long? She's really trying to coax him into a different mode. So what this means for us on the ground is that on Monday, this is a great time to try a new method of communicating. <laughs> this is a wonderful time to talk to somebody. If you have an ask, if you need to ask somebody something, this is a great time to ask somebody something. It's a great time, even though it's a Monday, it's a great time to be social and creative and talk to people, send text messages, send DMs. Like this is a wonderful time. It's very flirty. It's a very flirty energy. Venus trying Mars. It doesn't happen all that often. So this is this is nice. This is nice. And it's it definitely doesn't happen with Mars this slow. He's so slow that he can't steamroll Venus. She has the upper hand here. She's like, oh, I'm moving. I'm direct in Aquarius. And she's a little bit more, in some ways, Aquariuses are more evolved than Geminis. Look at all my Geminis. They're all, everyone's going to message me be like, how dare you? But Geminis the, is the toddler learning to speak. And Aquarius is, is the, the grown adult, is the expert. Aquariuses are like experts and, and scientists. So Aquarius is like, hey, Venus and Aquarius is like, hey, buddy, I have a better understanding of what's happening here. Can we try something new? Can we try something that's more egalitarian? So the way that this looks for me with people's one-on-one -on -one relationships is that you come into the ring with another person. Perhaps you've been miscommunicating with them during the Mars retrograde or just having a total breakdown with communication. 
Venus trining Mars on Monday, and it's really active, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, even Wednesday. I, I think it's, even though it's separating, it's really nice. Um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, some, you know, you have the ability to come in and be like, let's, let's step into the ring, like, but not, let's not fight. Like, let's actually like figure this out. Aquarius is like, everyone needs to win here. So how can we find a way to win? This is going to be emphasized again on the weekend. So just keep that in your back pocket. Like there is a lot of energy around equalizing relationships, finding a way that both people or, you know, multiple people get their needs met and that there's like room, you know, Aquarius is very spacious. It's also a space cadet, but like very spacious. And Aquarius is like, look, this has to be fair. Like we just need fairness here. We need, again, I always think of Bernie Sanders when I think of Aquarius, but it's like everyone needs basic universal income. You know, that's basically the energy this week. Let's make it happen on a relationship level. Can everyone get their needs met on a daily basis? So that comes in hot on Monday. Again, like the week is not super dramatic, except it is a Venusian week. So there's an emphasis on relationships. There's an emphasis on money and creativity. As I said, there's not a ton of really intense aspects and there's not a ton of really... uh, even yeah there's just not a ton of aspects in general i should say so the venus trine mars is nice on monday it's a nice thing to do i would definitely try to go out these are the air signs it's about communicating with your community being on zoom being on social media being on the phone like this is a great time for any of that again if you need to ask somebody something or ask them for a favor this is a nice time to do that you know mars is a little grumpy so i'm like it might not happen very quickly because mars is is the fuel It may not happen very quickly, but people will generally be really open to asks and questions and and helping out, basically, with Venus and Aquarius. Okay. Mm -hmm. Excellent time for creative projects. I wouldn't start new creative projects right now because Mercury is retrograde in Capricorn still. Okay, but I would if you if you have a a project that's already rolling, this is a great week to get things done just to like it's it's stimulation. Venus is stimulating Mars, even though he's still hasn't stationed yet. It is still a good time to like review old projects. That's what Mars retrograde and Mercury retrograde are doing together. They're reviewing. They're actually tying up old projects that, you know, you need to finish. So it's it's loose tying up loose ends. And there's a lot of positive Venusian energy for tying up those loose ends. The next big piece of astrology happens on January 12, 13, right? This is the Mars station, but also while Mars is stationing, the sun is in a interesting aspect to Neptune, a sextile. I like to say sextile and I, I like to think of the word sexy. Like there is a sexy kind of quality to a, a sextile, which means that the sun and Neptune are in a little bit of like positive tension, not not bad tension at all or, or not challenging tension so much, but like it requires a little bit of work. Like, you know, sex requires work. You got to work for it, right? Like you have to make it happen. I mean, sometimes it comes really easy, right? Uh, No pun intended. But generally, you like you have to put some physical labor into making the action happen. So that's what a sextile is. The sun sextiles Neptune. This transit on the 12th and 13th while Mars is stationing heightens sensitivity, intuition, imagination, creativity, psychic awareness. So it's an excellent time to visualize your dreams and even write them down. So like I look at this, this would be a great time to do New Year's resolutions or, or not even New Year's resolutions, but like goals because that's Capricorn, sun and Capricorn, really big lofty goals, beautiful lofty goals, turning your dreams into reality. I talked about this in the 2023 year ahead. 
you know, expressing yourself, expressing your dreams, writing them down again, because Mars is stationing. This isn't the day for action per se. It isn't the day to try to like roll your dreams out, but it is a wonderful day to speak magic out into the universe as like a wish and as a prayer. I would be really mindful about your words this day and the 12th and the 13th. Like, how are you using your words out loud? What are you calling in? What are you asking for? These are very good questions. What are you asking for going into 2023? What do you really want? These are important questions. So it's a wonderful time as well to express caring, charity, um, idealism within a community by serving others. So there's an element of service here. You know, Neptune's always associated with the religious and the spiritual. So the way that like religious organizations often help out, especially during the holidays, we're a little bit after the holidays, but there's a certain human rights element here creating equitable spaces, doing charity, et cetera. So that's a great thing to just keep in mind, even if it means just you helping a friend out on this day or these two days, the 12th, 13th, or just, you know, communing with people and feeling a a romantic vibe. Neptune always imbues the sun with a romantic vibe of like, let's, let's love up on each other. And that's really nice with Venus in so much play this week. She's the star of the show and she loves love and her and Neptune speak very similar languages. So that's happening. Let's move on. I haven't talked about the moons, but I think I might talk. I actually will talk about the moons a little bit at the end. I should have just talked about them as this Mercury is so Mercury retrograde. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. So things start to heat up. <laughs> things start to heat up on the weekend, Saturday the 14th and Sunday the 15th of January. Things heat up in kind of, to me, a spicy, a spicy way, maybe not as spicy as the Mars station. I don't know. Oof, they're they're vying for like. I'm like, which days, which days wilder? The twelfth, the thirteenth, the fourteenth, or the fifteenth? <laughs> anyway, you should know. Thursday through Sunday are spicy. It's going to be a a bopping weekend. It's going to be a big weekend. What happens on Saturday is that Venus will exactly square the planet of chaos, Uranus. Venus, the, the planet of love, planet of beauty, creativity, and relationships, she comes into a crash. She crashes into Uranus via square. Squares are the most challenging aspect. They often produce incredible solutions because you, you have to face the music. But usually facing the music with Uranus can be like a sudden change or your partner saying something that is so left field you could not have even dreamed it. Uh having a financial thing go like this is not a day to go shopping i'm going to be so clear about this the 14th and 15th 13th 14th i wouldn't even go shopping this week just don't do it but 13th 14th 15th buying something on a venus square uranus whatever you bought is going to have something about it that's weird or unexpected or costs way more than you thought it would in the in the long run like literally not a time to buy a car not a time to open a bank account there's so many things i just wouldn't do on a Venus square Uranus day. So Saturday, Sunday, there's big chaos being introduced into Venusian things. So Venus has her big moment here, but it's spicier than at the top of the week. At the top of the week, she was helping Mars. And then by Saturday, to follow the metaphor, it's like the mom is helping the toddler on Monday. But then on Saturday and Sunday, the mom has like taken off all her clothes and is like doing a strip tease at like her local bar, which is awesome. But like no one expected it. And like what's happening, you know, she kind of loses. She kind of like has her uh, midlife crisis and is like, I know I'm a mom, but I'm just going to go do all these. I'm going to go travel, plane, buy plane tickets and like go to Nicaragua. It There's some sort of big chaos inducing moment in regards to the Venus things in our life. 
Now, Venus also rules certain signs, so Libras and Tauruses may act very strange on the 14th and 15th. People who have strong Libra and strong Taurus may just buck the system and do something, surprise people. It could be a good surprise, like, you know, maybe. With a square, I think it's like a surprise that sort of sends shockwaves. <laughs> I think there's an adjustment needed for a lot of the surprises that are coming in on the 14th and 15th. It, it might also be that your community expects something different from you or you do something that the community is surprised by because Aquarius is the community. Uranus and Taurus could be your desires, what you want, what you're trying to build for yourself. There is some sort of conflict that involves an element of expecting the unexpected. I do think that if people act out of the ordinary this weekend, to have extra patience with them. And also, again, like impulsive spending, impulsive relationship decisions, not a great idea. I, I don't really like it. There could definitely be some breakup energy for sure. And I think it would be kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. That's that's what can happen. Although sometimes Uranus wakes Venus up and says, you needed to break up a long time ago. But Venus is interesting. She's in the dominant position here again. She's really dominant this week. This is her week. She's dominant over Uranus again. So... She wants the relationships to change in your life. There's something about the relationship to money or the relationship to your partner or partners, relationship to, you know, beauty and aesthetics and art. She wants that to change. She wants some sort of risk to be taken there. Like, it's like, you got to change. You got to in induce some chaos. But she's not letting Uranus fully. It's like the white, the mom goes, let's say she goes and does a striptease at a bar that weekend, whatever. Awesome. I support it. And she comes back home and takes care of the kid when she's done. Like, that's kind of the Venus. She's a strong Venus here. She's not like, oh, and I'm leaving my kid. I don't really want to deal with the crazy toddler that's Mars. She's like, don't worry. I'm just going to have some fun, and I'm also going to come home and, like, do my thing. So there is support here, but I do see the weekend as a little bit of, like, <laughs> it's going to be, I, I, I think it's just going to be, like, a lottery. Who knows what's going to happen? It's going to be a coin toss. It's It could go so many ways. And with Uranus, it's usually, again, very unexpected. The moon is also in Libra while all of this is happening. Now, this means that the moon and Uranus are answering to Venus and Aquarius. I kind of like this because what it means is that everybody is answering to Venus and she is in a more detached, analytical, and egalitarian sign. So I, I think even if things happen that are surprising around money, relationships, or art over the weekend, I do still think that somehow everyone's winning. That's the Aquarius part. I'm like, somehow everybody is getting their peace. Like everyone is somehow finding their peace, whether that's piece of pie or P-E-A-C-E, -E, peace. Everyone is getting something. It may not roll out immediately, and the weekend could be really abrupt and surprising, but I think the weeks to follow, while Venus still moves through Aquarius, could be really... People might actually be sighing relief, like, oh, wow, this relationship really worked out. Oh, my gosh. Or, oh, wow, like, okay, there was a bump in the money, or there was a bump, there was some sort of, you know, bumpy road with the creative project, but we're figuring it out. And everyone's actually better off. That's Aquarius. Everyone's better off than they were before because we took a risk. Lots of risk taking in 2023, everybody. Just get ready. Hold on to your horses. 
All right, Saturday, Sunday, that's it. The moon, as I said, I'm just going to go through the moons really quickly because it is the overall vibe of the collective. The moon rules the collective emotions. Moon starts out Monday in Leo, so you could be really feeling fiery. Moon in Leo has been having a hard time because it squares the nodes. So Monday, Tuesday is like faded interactions with people. Um, you know, be mindful. Like I said, that's the Venus trine Mars day. So I think often faded interactions that can be really good since they're both signs, uh, both planets are sextiling the moon in, in um, Leo. So I like it. I think it's actually, or well, actually Venus is opposing the moon um, and Mars is in a sextile, but they're, they're in like, they, they're all speaking the same language basically. So there's a lot of creativity. I do think that it could be crunchy for some people where the karmic stuff that's playing out over the last year and a half is still really playing itself out. So there could be some karmic stuff with the nodes there and the moon about being seen, Leo, being loved. There could be some discrepancy there. discrepancies there. The tone shifts on Tuesday. Tuesday and Wednesday, the moon is in Virgo. And actually, I think Thursday, the moon is in Virgo. Yeah, Vir ooh, Virgo's taken over. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the moon is in Virgo. And this is actually really great. So I, I like the, the chiller days of the week to me are Tuesday and Wednesday because the moon is in Virgo supporting a lot of the planets. OK, supporting the Cap the Capricorn stellium that's happening right now. So I think people will have an easier time navigating that Virgo moon. What do I tell people on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for a Virgo moon? You know, make sure your house is in order and clean. Do some OCD things that make you feel good. Like, just take care of stuff that needs to get taken care of. Details. Make sure you're taking extra care of your health during this period of time, especially when the moon opposes Neptune on Thursday. That's that, yeah, Thursday starts to get crunchy with that moon opposite Neptune. Because moon opposite Neptune can create a, an air of delusion and also illness like that can really happen just a, or awareness of if your body's healthy or not. So just checking with your body, especially because Mars is stationing and Mars actually rules inflammation and inflammation in the body. So a Mars station could also bring up inflammation for people to make sure that they really look at it. The moon actually moves into Libra by... Thursday evening, um, when we're having the comedy show, it's officially in Libra, which I'm very grateful for, actually. So the moon moves into Libra, and that there we go. It's like Thursday evening, 8 p.m. onward. It's Libra, a.k.a. Relationship Station. So Thursday, fr Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all relationship, all Libra relationship stuff, big time. Well, actually, the moon moves into Scorpio on Sunday. So I do, there is a tone shift on Sunday. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> Moon and Scorpio on the South node. <laughs> um, yeah. So Thursday evening, Friday and Saturday, we have just really high hyper focus on relationships. Are they healthy? Is my relationship to other people? Like, am I doing this well or am I being lazy or am I being, um, not best ever? These are all really good questions to ask yourself on the weekend and then sunday by the early morning the moon moves into scorpio Ooh, oh yeah we end the week with moon and scorpio so of course all the scorpios are going to be feeling their feelings big time but also there will be potentially moon and scorpio might be going down into the underworld to integrate the surprises that came up on Friday and Saturday with that Venus square Uranus. So whatever surprises came up in relationships or in relationship to money or arts or aesthetics or pleasure, the moon moving in on Sunday morning to Scorpio is like, okay, 
we got to feel this really deeply. We have to integrate this on a very deep level. So in some ways, there's going to be just a profound processing moment on Sunday, all day Sunday. So I would take it um, slow. And definitely Sunday, I would take it slow. I would give yourself time to breathe. I would give yourself time to emote. Uh, Moon and Scorpio folks sometimes tend to repress. That's kind of the first reaction for the scorpion is to just repress the emotions. This would be a better day to just take them really slow, but still let yourself feel them through. And if you do need a good cry, that's a good thing to do. Another thing that's great on a moon and Scorpio day is to do some sort of alchemical healing, whether that's with a practitioner, like doing craniosacral or doing um, uh, acupuncture or massage, but also you know, sex. Sex is a great way to process moon and Scorpio experiences like sexual healing and stuff, stuff like that. Um, masturbation, things like that are great for a moon and Scorpio to help process the somatics of how intense emotions can be. So all that is recommended as well as just also, you know, Scorpio rules therapy, psychotherapy specifically, you know, well, all of therapy, but psychotherapy is the big one, right? For Scorpio. So talking to someone and having a very deep conversation with them that goes in is not superficial at all. Not superficial for Sunday. Sunday is like real conversations. So that's what I recommend for the week. And that is the vibe of the week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for rating the podcast, reviewing the podcast, sharing it with your friends. That is very important. Speaking of Venus and Aquarius, share this podcast with your friends especially the ones that love astrology, which also is ruled by Aquarius, by the way. If you have not yet gotten a reading with me to kickstart the year, I recommend doing that before March because this is this is when we start cooking with gas is in March, like I said. So, you know, knowing what's coming up for you is so important and can be really helpful and really healing so that you get the most out of this year. You maximize your potential, especially with Jupiter and Aries. Oh my gosh, there's so much potential this year for everybody. This is truly a new era post-COVID. So getting a reading can be very helpful there. If you know anyone who wants to get a reading, forward them my way. I do a sliding scale, so I'm willing to work with folks based on their income, and no one is turned away for lack of funds. So please reach out to me, and we can work something out. As always, I'll say it again. I'll say it every episode. I love each and every one of you always, always. You know where to find me. Link in the show notes, and I will talk to you next week. 